0: For a few moments, with the help of the good Lord and the aid of the Holy Spirit, I want to speak from the subject, lighthouses along the way. Lighthouses along the way. Isaiah 9 and 2, thank you, ushers, says, the people that walked in darkness have seen a great light they that dwell in the land of the shadow of death mm-hmm. upon them had the light shined. Yeah. my brothers and sisters as i began to think about lighthouses what lighthouses do what they represent i was intrigued and i was fascinated. Because realize that lighthouse is something that we don't use that much anymore because of all the technology that we have with GPS and uh, all of this autopilot uh, technology that planes have in them. But in, in earlier traveling times and early uh, voyaging, uh, lighthouses were very, very common and they were very, very important. But as I was doing my research, Sister Sadie, what I came across was that lighthouses were fixed in several different places. And I thought that lighthouses were only on the beaches. Come to discover that lighthouses are actually on land as well. And lighthouses, that, as they went through their discovery and as they went through their uh, the building stages, they built them many different ways because of the terrain that they had to be in. And so the reason for the lighthouse, my brothers and sisters, is that the lighthouse is there to warn you. And the lighthouse, what they would do, my brothers and sisters, is that they would take a lighthouse and they would put it uh, near the shore or they would put it in the water. And what the lighthouse would do, it would help those um, mariners that when they were coming, it it would alert them that there was either a reef or there were rocks in the way. So it would give them a signal to let them know that there was danger along the way. It was also a way for them to light up a port to let them know that this is where the port was at in order for them to make a safe passage through. Another uh, reason for them to put a a lighthouse was that um, when they would put it on land for those that were traveling, if it was foggy and and, and the, the, the low aircraft could not see the mountains, what happened was the lighthouse would shine a light so that the plane or the aircraft would not fly into the mountain. And so my brothers and sisters, what happens is the lighthouse was a way to help you not run into danger when you were in darkness. I want y'all to stay with me. Watch the verse here. So lighthouses were very, very important. And so in our text today, my brothers and sisters, Isaiah, this eagle-eyed prophet, is coming to bear some good news. He says that there is a lighthouse that is on the way. And so, my brothers and sisters, as we look at the text today, it says that the people walked in darkness. And, And because they walked in darkness, is they they stumbled they failed they had problems they they were going through afflictions and they needed something to give them hope they needed something that would give them encouragement and I don't know about you my brothers and sisters as we trace our ancestors as we trace our history as a race of African American people we realize that we have a rich heritage but but it, it was because of the light my brothers and sisters that they saw. Our people have always been connected to God. And and because of that connection, even though they didn't have all the education, even though they didn't go to the best schools, matter of fact, at times they could not even go to school. It was something that they were connected to that allowed them to overcome. And that's why when you see them singing those spirituals, when they begin to sing those hymns, it was something about what they sung and something about what they believe in that allowed them to make it through the darkest of times and so my brothers and sisters there there are really uh, a couple of points that i want to point out to you today that helps us uh, that lets us know that there are lighthouses along the way and then I believe my brothers and sisters as we look at Centerville there has been some lighthouses in Centerville I'll get to them in just a second and so here it is my brothers and sisters I see number one the blessing of the light it says that the people walked in darkness have seen a great light this is a prophecy of the ministry of Jesus Christ no blessing is greater than the light of the world. Y'all remember John eight twelve. it says, Jesus says I am the light of the world. And you see, sin, it brings darkness but Christ brings light. And the thing about light that I love about light is that it doesn't matter how dark it is, Sister Brie, it could be the darkest place in the world. All you need is a flicker yeah, yeah, yeah. of a light. And darkness cannot overcome the light and so that's why the bible says that we got to let our light shine don't let nobody put your light out don't let nobody try to cover your light i, I, I like uh what it said let your light so shine before men that they will see God through you when i was in, in in the world i used to listen to the rappers from back home in louisiana they say get your shine on me. I don't know about you, I'm going to just translate that for you in the Christian world. I want you to let your light so shine, so get your shine on. Let your light shine so people can know that you are a child of God. But then he, he, he tells us that that's the blessing of the light. But when you have the light of God, then it lets you know that you can have the peace of God. Look what he does. Look what he does because we follow God. The good thing about God, there are some lighthouses along the way, Sister Joe, because he tells me that um, when we look at verse number four, he says, For thou hast broken the yoke of his burden. And sometimes, my brothers and sisters, in this life, we seem burdened down. Uh, y'all, y'all, y'all being y'all being cute, y'all being calm, y'all being collected, and y'all being quiet up in here, and y'all acting like y'all don't have no burdens. Well, if y'all don't have no burdens, I know I've had some burdens. But the good news is that God says that He will He will break the yoke of, of my burdens. He will, he will, He will bear my burdens from me. And so He says, the reason why He can do this is because he is the Prince of Peace. And so he he does this, watch this. The reason why he can can do this is because when he sends his son Jesus Christ, he moves us from the law over into grace. I'm about to teach you something right here. You see, the law required us to do X, Y, and Z. But because we could not, uh, we could not keep the law, God sent His only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, to fulfill the law, and allow us to operate under grace. And that's why you say, "I don't deserve it," but I do appreciate God giving me another chance. Because every time you would mess up, guess what? You would have to bring an offering, a sin offering, for every time you did something wrong. Even the ones that thinking about the wrong thing right now. Y'all be keeping coming up here, giving an offering, giving an offering, giving an offering. But God in his infinite wisdom say, I know they can't keep it. And so I'm going to send the sacrificial lamb and I'm going to give you grace. And because of that he begins to take that burden off of you. And so he says, I want to give you some peace. And so because of this, he says, my brothers and sisters, I just want to show you some lighthouses along the way. My brothers and sisters, as we think about these lighthouses, as I hurry on, don't want to bore you too Long because you want to know, well, where are my lighthouses? How do I get to my lighthouses, Brother Fred? uh, In strategic locations, along coastal areas where dangerous, life-threatening situation exists, lighthouses have been constructed and maintained in order to give warning to passing ships. And this is a shame and a, a disgrace All those ship captains who foolishly ignore the silent yet solemn warning. Whose sole purpose is to help save lives and preserve ships from fatal shipwreck. How utterly ignorant is the person who denies the importance of the lighthouse. How utterly ignorant is the person who disputes the purpose of their vigilance, who despises the warnings they provide, who argues against the necessity of their continuance, who thinks they are outdated and old-fashioned, who declares them to be of no further value. I hope y'all with me in here. How utterly ignorant is the person who agrees to their destruction and removal. I know that there are newer and more up-to-date methods of discerning dangers, but all too often newer methods fail. And these old lighthouses stand tall and they are faithful. God has provided us with some lighthouses. Along the way, as we sail on the sea of life, I need you to use your spiritual imagination here as I take you down a journey. And how foolish the person who ignores and neglects their solemn warnings. As each individual lighthouse along the shore is important as the next, so are the spiritual lighthouses, which are revealed to us in God's holy word. I'll bring your attention only to a few of many which have God has established for our benefit as we travel down the sea, watch it here. I draw your attention, the first one is found in First Peter 5 and 8. It tells us be sober, yes, sir. be vigilant, yes, sir. because your adversary, yes, sir. the devil, walks about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may be the devourer. The devil is out to destroy every child of God. And he will use every method, misery, madness that he can. If one doesn't work, he has a long list of others from which to choose. The only way to survive his tactics is to be fully aware that he's never far away. Y'all didn't hear me? The only way to survive his tactics is to become clothed with the armor which God has to provide for you. The only way to survive his tactics is to know God's word and know how to use it. It's to trust the Lord for divine wisdom and strength and to refuse to entertain any of his enticements and temptation. The Bible tells us that we ought to resist him with all the resources you have available and then to pray and stay filled with God's Holy Spirit. Somebody might say, well, preacher, while I'm sailing, I don't really encounter the devil that much. Well, Well, well. be careful, because he is right there. And he is waiting for an opportunity where he might get a chance to attack you. So watch out, because that's the first lighthouse he says, be sober, be vigilant. Because he is your adversary. Second lighthouse I see as you travel a little bit further down the road. Can you see it? Brother Craig, it's in verse uh, Matthew 7.15. He says, beware of false prophets. Who come to you in sheep clothing. But inwardly they are ravenous wolves. There have been those who have put on the appearance of being something they are not. Sad to say, now, this is more prevalent today than any time of those so-called preachers of the gospel. Let me say that not everybody who carries a Bible or who has a televised ministry is a genuine God-called servant of the Lord. I, I know, I know, I know it's hard for us to believe it, but we got to be careful to whom we listen to. We Got to be careful whom we follow. We got to be careful whom we put our confidence in. We got to be careful in whom we support financially because there are wolves and sheep clothing just waiting to devour you and your money. They are not necessarily concerned about you, but only about what you have, and more precisely, the money you have. Can I be real up in here? I'm just trying to preach the truth, amen. I know it's not common for us to say, especially coming from a pastor, talking about other preachers, but not not all preachers believe the word of God. There's a lighthouse down the road that he, he sets lighthouses. He says, we got to beware of false prophets. Yeah, right. So, so can, can I help y'all? Can, can, can I be transparent? Before you commit yourself to follow or support anyone's ministry, you need to check up on their personal lifestyle. I know it's not shouting you down but it's real good for you uh, you need to observe the spirit in which they minister you need to study God's word to see if they are preaching the truth the whole truth and what nothing but the truth are they preaching only a portion of the truth or perhaps their private interpretation rather than the real message See, the truth of the message is, is as I let my, my, my wife and my, my daughter and my son listen to a message the other day, you can have the Bible say whatever you want it to say. You can start picking scriptures here and there, and the Bible will say whatever you want it to say. So you got to make sure that when you start listening to folk, are they saying exactly what the Bible says? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not a lie lighthouse and i'm i'm almost through here is found in colossians 2 and 8. it says beware y'all hear all of these terms it's telling you beware watch out lest anyone cheat you through philosophy and empty deceits according to the tradition of men according to the basic principles of the world and not according to christ it's a lighthouse so beware There are many ungodly, unscriptural philosophies promoted today along with many vain, empty traditions that are non-essential to genuine worship and Christianity. Some people have become so stranded in some particular method that they either forgotten the message or they have bound with the age-old shackles and chains. But we've always done it that way. Y'all got quiet on me. And this is the way we always gonna do it. I realize that not everything new is of God, but neither is everything old. (laughs) And, and, And if something is not working, hear me clearly on this one. If something is not working, we need to dispense of it. Try something that might work. Or if there's a better way of doing something, let's at least try it. That's what we've done in our house. That's what we've done in our schools. That's what you've done on your job. That's what you've done in your automobiles. And that's times when we gotta do it in our church. Truth of the matter is, is that the message stays the same. Jesus is still the son of God. He's still born of a virgin. He still healed the sick. He still raised the dead. He still went to Calvary cross. He still died for your sin. He still laid in a bar of He still got up on the third and appointed one. That ain't going to ever change. But the method. Yeah. In which we. Right. Send it out. Sometimes it has to. Change. Yeah. Yeah. Here it is. As we get down the road, I start seeing Centerville coming to focus. It's coming, it's almost there. Watch out. It says, Another lighthouse I ought to draw your attention to is in Luke 12 15. He said to him, Take heed and beware of covetousness. One's life does not consist in the abundance of these things he possesses. See, society in general is endeavoring to grab all the houses and land, silver and gold, diamonds and pearls, stocks and bonds, silvers and satin, trinkets and gadgets, along with the trash and treasures they can. The spirit of covetousness and greed has possessed multitudes, and they'll do almost anything to get it. Can I be real with you? Some people will lie. They'll steal. They'll intimidate. They'll be dishonest. They'll harass you. There's even people that are kidnapped and even murder in order to get money. But we are not to live that way if we profess to be Christians. We're going to be Christians my brothers and sisters, we ought to live differently. As we go back to this, my brothers and sisters, I realize that God has left us with some lighthouses even here. He says that we must beware and take notice. Do I have a witness? And, um, because we ought to beware and take notice. The Bible tells us that, um, that the Lord uh, um, had some people that were walking in darkness. Yeah. But I'm so glad that the Lord won't allow us to walk in darkness for two alone. Am I right about it? Uh, because every now and then the Lord will shine a bright light. Yeah. Yeah. Can I testify? The Bible lets us know that uh, when the children uh, of Israel were walking in darkness uh-huh. he sent a prophet uh, by the name of uh, Moses uh-huh. Do I have a witness uh, to lead them across the Red Sea yeah. and uh, They couldn't see the way out of bondage. They thought they had to stay slaves forever. But the Lord had to show them a bright light. Do a hammer witness. And even when Moses didn't know what to do, the Lord set a bush on fire. Do a hammer witness. And he saw the light. Do a river witness. And when Moses couldn't go any further, the Lord already had somebody ready. He told Joshua, Moses, my servant is dead. But my journey is not over. I want you to get my people to the promised land. And he took Joshua and put him in charge. Am I right about it? And Joshua took them over the Jordan River. Am I right about it? But they got to a walled city by the name of Jericho. And the Lord said, I don't need because I'm strong enough by myself. I just need you to walk. I need you to do what you're already doing. And that's your shout cue right there. The Lord don't need you to do something else. Just keep doing what you're already doing. And the Lord will fight your battle. So all they did was have a parade. And I just wish that Christians would have a parade. And they marched around the walls of Jerusalem cold and without lifting a hand, the walls came tumbling down. Do I ever witness the Lord? always have somebody ready? And I know another brother, not the name of Elijah. When he went home on Carmel and he had to encounter the wicked God of Baal, he said, Y'all pray to your God, go ahead and holler louder, you might wanna do some more hollerin' because when I pray, my God will answer me and the Lord sent fire down, that's light. Ain't the Lord all right? I come to tell you that the Lord will send some lighthouses along the way. Ain't the Lord all right? The other one named Mary. And when Mary got next to Elizabeth, the baby jumped in her stomach. There was a little preacher by the name of John. John the Baptist. And he was preaching in the wilderness. He said, I come to prepare the way of the Lord. Ain't he all? but I'ma bring you to the light. And when we needed change, even in the 2000s, they started a Black Lives Matter march. Ain't the Lord all right? When you're She became a devoted member at Centerville. Ain't the Lord all right? And she didn't just come to sit down. Ain't the Lord all right? But she got active on the women's mission in the Usher Board in the benevolent ministry because Lord all right and I thank God that he left her here because in 2014 she became the mother of the church and look at her now still coming still looking good still making a way out of no way I thank my God that gives me warning huh, when I'm not doing huh, what I'm supposed to do. Huh, that gives me encouragement huh, when I'm doing huh, what I'm supposed to do. Huh, I thank God huh, for one lighthouse. Huh, but I read huh, that he don't give you just one. Huh, he'll give you another one. Why does he give you another one? Because the Bible says where two or three are gathered together, I'll be in the midst. Well, what's the other lighthouse? There is a brother by the name. Of Thomas Dade. He sent us a lighthouse ordained way back in 1938, appointed a trustee in 1955, was on the treasury and building fund in 1974. He rededicated his life in 1993, but he wasn't done there. 'Cause he was a lighthouse, and now I'm saying now we got a picnic area that he built and donated in 1995. I said the Lord will send some lighthouses, and I just wanna know: is there anybody in the house today that's glad that? Cinnaville, some lighthouses along the way. I understand that every now and then it gets dark and it gets rough and it gets foggy and you can't see your way. But if the Lord give you 90 plus years and the Lord give you a hundred plus years, you must be doing something right, and that's somebody. I want to talk to that somebody I want to listen to because they know something that I don't know, and I want to hear from them so I can live a better life. Yado, doh. I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I don't know about you, but death is a dark place. But I don't have to fear no evil, because the Lord is with me. Oh, shucks, let me educate somebody for you to have a shadow, you gotta have some light. Y'all missed it right there. In order for you to have a shadow, there gotta be some light. And that's why David say, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow, it wouldn't have been shadow if jesus wasn't with him in other words when you're going through whatever you're going through the reason why you can go through what you're going through is because jesus is right there with you stop giving up stop putting your head down stop having baby count your sheep and go to sleep wake up Because the Bible tells me, as long as I got Jesus, as long as I got Jesus, as long as you got Him, it's more than the world against you. Thank God for the lighthouses along the way they sung the song I didn't want to get ahead of myself say you don't know my story all the things that I've been through and when when you think about your story I want you to ask yourself one question it's personal all of that why are you still here hey, thank you, God. Yes. why would he let you go through all of that stuff that people don't even know about and you still here hey. Hey. why you haven't gave up why you haven't taken taking it out why are you just saying you know what I'm done with this one. I can't go no further. Why why haven't you quit? He is a mind regulator. Reason why they say he's a regulator, back in the day, cars had a regulator so you couldn't go too fast. It would slow you down. And when you weren't gonna do what you thought you were gonna do, God turned the regulator on. He is a heart fixer. I'm looking at many of you right now. Y'all should have checked up out of here a long time ago. All the pain and misery, suffering, all the crying, the nights of despair, all the bouts of disease that you've had in your body and God still allowed you to raise that hand and tap that other hand? You still here? Friends gone, loved ones gone, family members gone, you still here? Do you ever ask God, why am I still here, instead of asking God, why is this happening to me? I asked a question a couple of weeks ago. What do you do When God chooses you to be the example. When God wants you to be the one that he has to use to help somebody else. Can I make it real plain real quick and I'm out of here because there's a lighthouse and you might be the lighthouse that God is using. So I'm gonna say five situations. And I'm not I'm not picking on anybody, I'm using five situations that this sermon was intended to help you. It's intended, is intentional for those of you that are watching, those of you that are worshiping, those of you that are in the building. Five situations. That's intentional. What do you do when God intentionally allows you to have an incurable disease. What do you do when God intentionally takes your child from you? What do you do when God intentionally takes your job from you? What do you do when God intentionally takes and tears up your family. And what do you do? When God diminishes you all of your help. the real issues of life and some of us think that God I give you my all I gave my life to you I sung in a choir I, I, I prayed I'm, I, I'm on deacon board I'm a, I'm a pastor I'm a preacher I'm a musician I'm a usher I'm all of this why is this happening to me said I gave my only that you might have eternal life but some of us think that because we Christians that we can't have no problems right. Right. Yeah. And one of the things we got to stop doing is allowing myths to be attached with truth yeah. Because you're a Christian does not mean that you won't have heartaches, that you won't have headaches, that you won't have setbacks. Doesn't mean that things won't go wrong. You can be a Christian and still lose your job. You can be a Christian and still lose your spouse. You can lose your home. You think there wasn't Christians that lost their lives that tornado just because you're a Christian you think that when you pray your team gonna win the game it doesn't work like that just because you're a Christian you don't think you're not gonna get sick we gotta be careful yes there is healing Yes, he said, Acts and it shall be given. Seek and ye shall find not, and it be opened. But there are some things God says, I do it for your benefit. Sometimes God got to take people out of our lives for us. Because we'd have made them our God instead of Him our God. And had He not removed them, we would never grow. some situations God is pushing us closer to him he's pressing us and those are those lighthouses along the way he says beware don't get too caught up because just as fast as it go up I'll take it down I'm not asking anybody to be Job Job lost everything he had in one day. That's enough to make anybody lose their mind. But thank God, God spaces out our trouble. That ought to help you right there. At least when trouble do come, He give us a pause, give us some time to recover before some more trouble coming. But it's coming. At least He gives us a, a break build up, to get ready and that's why we can say weeping man do it for a night but joy coming in the morning we can sing the song, I'm so glad that trouble don't last always as I go to my like I said, I'm happy I'm excited, I'm thrilled, I'm exuberant today, but here's The thing I warn all of us, preachers, pastors, singers, layperson, be careful what we sing. Be careful what we preach. And be careful what you pray. Because when you say those things, then God will hold you to it. And so when we say, I will do this, then God does what he did with Job, and he allows Satan. Remember, Satan can't do nothing without God's permission. Have you considered my servant? Because they just finished worshiping and having a good time. Now I give you authorization but he'll only let them go so far and when we don't reach the mark he brings us back he fixes us up and he allows us to try again and I say that to us for a reason church as we think about our history in closing Never forget what our forefathers done for us. Let us never get so comfortable in this present age. That we have to do the sacrifice that others have made in order for. Because if we don't, we will repeat that same history. And that would be such a shame. So we're going to offer an invitation today. We're going to invite... with prayer first. We invite you and there's something that's been troubling you. that's really been weighing you down. not doing what you feel God has called you to do, let us pray for you. Amen. 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 I see that hand. Amen. Amen. Anybody else wants prayer? Amen. I see that hand. See that hand. Those hands. Amen anyone